I'm Matthew Woods, host of Leaving Out of the Woods, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 108 of Podcast PD, sponsored by StreamYard, Stacy lets us know what she's hoping to do in her classroom that's going to make it more innovative. And we get a visit from the Fonz. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. What is up, podcast people? It is Podcast PD episode 108. My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter, and I am joined, as always, by my podcast PD compadre here as we struggle because we do this at 8.30 at night, which means it feels like it's 9.30 at night. I want to say hello and welcome to the Stacey Lindas. And your pal and mine, AJ Bianco. Oh, love me this week. So AJ, hello, love me. What? <laughs> I think I missed something there. I, I cut out for a second. What'd you say? How are you doing, buddy? I'm I good. thought how he are, said love me. That's what I thought so too. I, that's what I was like. Okay. What? <laughs> I was like, I must have cut out in some way. It was not right. I'm how thankful you doing, for you, Chris. I'm thankful. Thankful. How are you? Doing well. I'm doing. I'm. 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 I'm doing well. How are you this this wonderful evening? I'm doing good. Think things are are popping here. I know. Well, less you've been, poppy. You've been sharing. Uh, you've been sharing some images on the gram and the meta. And is it is it a Facebook thing? Like, is it meta now or is it still Facebook? I don't know. It's still I'm Facebook. All right, whatever. Still Facebook. Um, but yeah, yeah. I uh, made the sound absorption panel. So if you're not watching this live, go check out the video at podcastpd.com slash YouTube. And really, I can blame the two of you for this project. Oh boy. I thought it was just a microphone. <laughs> what the hell did you just say? Here's why I blame the two of you. Okay. Because, was it, two episodes ago? Oh, when I shouted you out? <laughs> you called out my background as being unprofessional. And now that sparked in my head to expedite the process of making these panels which now exist here and i will wait is that what you were making over the weekend yes so i will swing the camera towards the background now here in the uh, in the house of ed tech so i now have these new panels as i struggle to put the camera back where it needs to be and that's pretty close nope so on you (laughs) 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 I, i think we all needed that laugh and Wow. Yeah, that's good stuff, AJ. That's good well, stuff. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Comic relief. <laughs> yes. <was> so, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hey, I'm hey. a dying away. Hey, oh, I'm God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so you two, along with uh, Kevin Carroll, inspired me to kind of change up the background. So I took off all the childish stuff, and now I hung up. So, I mean, I still got the childish stuff over here, but, yeah, right. you know, we have everybody's awesome Lego we have the three of us in baby toy form. We've got uh, DuckTales and a, mm-hmm. if I'm still reaching, 
uh, a Lego DeLorean. I just don't have a place to put those things yet. But well, soon enough, I mean, I'm working on the green screen, so pretty soon I'll just disappear. <laughs> Thumbs up and fist pumping from everybody. But uh, anyway, Stacy, how are you? I am uh, doing well. I'm feeling well rested after this 40 weekend here in New Jersey. Um, the family and I went to Kalahari, Kalahari Resort um, in the Poconos, and that was a good time. And uh, yeah, we went there for two days and had the last two days to recover. So we were there in lieu of convention. That's that's where we learned or, you know, all the good things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, for those who are not from New Jersey and enjoying this fine podcast program here in the state of New Jersey, we have our local uh, NEA affiliate, the NJEA. And at this time in November, they have their two-day conference and all the teachers in New Jersey, for the, I, I'm pretty much all the teachers, a lot of teachers and districts get the uh, the two days off for convention. So that's uh, score one for unions, I guess. Rumor has it next year is going to be a different week. A different week. Yes. Why mess with perfection? That it's going to be the week before the election instead of the same week. So September? No. I mean, no. Because the election is, this year the election was what, the third or the second? second? No, it was November 2nd. It was the second. Yeah. So it's going to be later next week, next year, because it has to be after the first Monday. And then, um, because of that, it will be like whatever those first Thursday, Friday of November are. Whatever. Yeah. There was a monkey wrench in some people's planning. All, all those Disney Vacation Club members, I guess. No, it's our, th- that's how my friend found out. Disney had blacked out the dates for convention. And she was mm. she called and she was like, you know, you're a week off. And they're like, no, we have it on good, on good authority that com- your convention is a different week. Cool. So. so you're saying, and I'm looking at November 2022, that the convention would be November 10th and 11th? No, that no, it would be the Thursday, Friday before that. Because so October day is, 27th and 28th. No, what? No, you said the week before that. That sounds that sounds like it would be. No, and not if it's yeah. the 10th or 11th. It would be seven days before that. No, so the, the election, third... the election next year would be oh, the eighth. The election is the eighth. So so it'd be the third and fourth. Hold on. I had to pull up Google Calendar. Anyway, people yes. who so aren't from New Jersey doesn't really give a crap. <laughs> Do other so that would be November 3rd and 4th. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Well, that, okay. All right. So we got uh, whatever. Who cares? I don't go to the convention. Only went once. Didn't really learn anything. So I don't really care. Hey, can I give a shout out? Go yeah. ahead. So my, my guy, Dave Frangiosa, is out in the audience today. And uh, Dave and I collaborated on a little article that you can check out through School Rubric. And uh, the article is titled Supporting All Learners uh, with Collaborative Classrooms. So Dave and I collaborated from a, uh, I hate to say it like this, a teacher standpoint and an administrative standpoint on what equity and collaboration looks like in terms of assessment and, and all those fine things that go into a collaborative classroom. Wait, We're wait, where can we find that, AJ? So it was on the website at school rubric, schoolrubric.com. Um, if you're curious, I don't have the exact website address right now but if you go into my profile on twitter it's pinned the article is pinned you can check it out and chris is putting it up on the screen right now supporting all learners with collaborative classrooms That's uh so dave awesome. and i worked on this article um i'll be i'll be straight up this is an article that we wanted to create and uh something that we are both passionate about especially when it comes to equity diversity and inclusion so uh you know this, this is this is our uh 
our first point as to what we want to do. I think we might uh, branch this off in a variety of ways because I think we're pretty pretty proud of what we created here. That's so awesome. You guys are right there on the front page. That's that's us right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well done. Nice. I dropped a link in the live chat. And of course, there will be that. a link in the show notes out at podcastpd.com slash 108 or swipe left or right. If you're listening to this after the fact, go check out this article, share it, learn from it. Um, AJ, can you give us a little more insight as to what, what this covers? I, I'm, it's anything from the classroom point, point of view, right? So Dave kind of takes it as a, uh, as a, and the teacher point of view, what it looks like in his classroom, how he brings about practices, uh, how he brings, brings apart um, ideas with his passions for assessment. Uh, I look at it as how I can support teachers in this journey, you know, for inclusion and, and collaboration between teachers, students, you know, all the different kind of assessment methods and, you know, collaborative projects and, and learning that goes on. So I, I like what we did. Um, I give Dave most of the credit. This was his idea. I just kind of threw it in there for how I would back up my teachers and how if he was my teacher, this is what I would do to support you. Um, but, I, you know, I think I, I think it's something that we're very proud of. You know, I, I at first really wasn't proud of my work because, I, like I said, it was kind of Dave's idea. And he's like, here, here's what I started. And I was like, all right, I'll run with what you got. And uh, took me a while to get to it because you know I procrastinate so well. But uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely uh, it's definitely something that uh, we we are very proud of, and we are going to definitely take this and do some more with it. Great job, guys! And and Dave has pointed out because he's watching live that uh, you guys <laughs> did not choose the images that appear that is correct in the article. That is correct. So, but they all seem relevant. I saw assessment. I saw a superhero child. So good stuff. Very proud of you, both of well you. Done, both Thank of you. you. Thank you. We have a Thank published you. author in our midst. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. You're published, dude. Besides, Dave's been on several times. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's like another co-host. <laughs> AJ definitely added value. He says he's just being humble. Of course he is. Yeah, still, sometimes, sometimes I wonder. <laughs> and uh, Mel is still wondering if I got new glasses. I just haven't put the black ones on in a while. Mel A checking in. Melee is also glad to see that the bed is clean. The bed is always clean. It's not like you guys have ever tuned in and the background has been disheveled. So if we could just look at me and stop looking past me. (laughs) (laughs) How about some of you go to podcastpd.com slash join and come on here and fight. I mean, talk with us. (laughs) All right, Chris, how was your weekend? How are you doing? (laughs) So I got my booster shot on Friday morning. How'd that go? So I am, I am boosted up like Mario getting, you know, a, a mushroom? big mushroom, get a mushroom. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the one up, but I didn't. I, I don't know if I need an extra life, but maybe a star. So, yeah, got a star, got the star. So we're just going a little bit more against the uh, COVID Bowser. Um, it's it's been a nice week. Certainly, I appreciate the time off. I was able to accomplish this uh, DIY project in two and a half days. I got them hung today, but I was able to be in the garage of EdTech and have the music going and do all the cutting and vacuuming and nailing and it was just nice to not sit in front of the computer not have to go to school and you know do all of those things um got to spend time with the boys um actually i went back to crossfit last week <laughs> not at crossfit um i had not gone to crossfit for september and october because between going back to school and you know having all the students not sure what you know, my health status could or could not be 
didn't want to also add going to the gym to the mix in terms of interacting with people, plus being, you know, the public address announcer, teaching at Rutgers two nights a week, just wasn't sure what the work life, what forget work life, just what life balance would look like for the first two months of the school year. Um, but I went back on November 1st, almost threw up <laughs> because <laughs> let me tell you, when you're 40 and fat and you haven't worked out in two months and you go and your coaches who love you to death don't care if you haven't worked out in two months and treated you like you were just there the day before, it's tough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So back to working out, trying to go at least three days a week now. Um, Rutgers is rolling along. I mean, life is good. I, I don't have anything to complain about just other than it's tired. None of this is easy. You know, they're the challenges that I face every day in the classroom. Um, Stacy, I'm sure you're facing challenges as well. AJ, uh, hopefully food is still being served in the cafeteria. And you get to eat something <laughs> during the day. Yeah. I was <laughs> so shake. sad for you that day. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, but like Stacy, what's going on in fifth grade? What's going on in fifth grade? Um, let's see. So we just had Halloween and then three days of school. I do like that Halloween took place on a Sunday and I love asking my kids. Um, the first, the first thing I asked them the day after Halloween is how many of them had candy for breakfast. And I like that five of them were at least brave enough to tell me that they did um, out of my 21. But I know a that just means 17 kids lied. To I you. know. I was going to say a couple <laughs> of them had to be fibbing, but um, it was a good time. We had a great Halloween party that our kids um, took complete ownership over that not just, and it wasn't so much a party really, because I'm not the party type teacher. Um, but they planned the entire day and they planned it with um, harvest themed academic events, which were kind of fun. And then we did have like a party for one period out of the day. But yeah, life is good in fifth grade. Um, we're gearing up for the first of two full weeks these next two weeks. And, um, you know, with convention and then Thanksgiving. And I know a lot of districts are coming up on having conferences this week. Or th this weekend next, um, I know my my sons call it no school November. So we're gearing up for the only full two weeks of school that take place in November. And uh, yeah, you know my, my oldest son Miles, he mentioned that November. This is just like fifteen minutes ago. He's like November is the best month of the school year, Daddy. I said why? He goes because we have the least amount of school days compared I don't know, to all though, the other months. There were fewer days in. September for me, then there will be in November. Hmm. Well, we don't get all those days as teachers. No, I'm just like school didn't start on time, normal, like a normal time. And then we had the two Rosh Hashanah days and stuff. Like actual school days in September for me were six, was 16. Hmm. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, typically don't get both Jewish holidays. And we did. Um, yeah. Anyway. So I wanted to bring a topic to the table tonight. And certainly we, we will riff on this and certainly anybody who's joined us live in the chat, we welcome you to chime in in the chat or if you want to quote unquote call in, you can do that podcastpd.com slash join. But I kind of wanted to hit on the idea of innovative ideas hmm. and how we kind of almost keep it fresh for ourselves. I mean, this is certainly a school year like no other, you know, there, there's a lot we're dealing with. So if we move past that just a little bit, it's November, 
We're getting towards the middle of the school year. And something I know I've talked about, whether it's here or House of EdTech, is how I try to keep things fresh for myself. I try not to do the same things year after year, or I don't try to do the same things the same way year after year after year. So I I pose the question to all of us here, a part of Podcast PD, what are some things or one thing that you are currently changing up, innovating, something you're trying that's new, and how's it going? That's a really tough question, Chris. I have answers, though. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, Stacey, then go ahead, because I, I don't have anything off the top of my head. Okay, so I feel like Chris has answers, too. So, Chris, do you want to go first? No, this ladies first. Ladies okay. first. So, um, a couple of things, right? So, I think early in the year, we talked about how our resources for math have changed this year. And um, so, that has caused us to rethink just the way... We were teaching math over and over and over again this year, just because we can't find a routine and fit in all of the materials um, in our one hour block that we're supposed to be using. And with, you know, tremendous support, permission and, you know, just conversation with grade level colleagues and district admin. um, I think we have finally found something that works for us. And it's a little bit of going back to like the nuts and bolts of what a workshop looks like in a given one hour period. And kind of um, going back to that and fitting in what's best for kids and then um, using the new resources um, as they fit with what we know to be best for kids. So that's been that has really made our math workshop flow. So September was just kind of messy all around. October was kind of coming to terms with what this new program meant and then um the end of October, beginning of November is like where I feel like we're finding our groove. And it's not to say that we're done reinventing or kind of working it out for our 21 kids. Um, But it's been, it's been a fun challenge to kind of have that ability to kind of look at a topic that I don't necessarily love and kind of rethink it and incorporate the things that I do love about math workshop um, because I know my kids love that aspect of math workshops. So like the number sense routine and having math talk every day and then doing an exit ticket, which I think is like really important for formative assessment. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff has been really fun. But anyway, my second thing, and you guys can help me with this. So I applied for um, this program in my district called EDCOT Expanded. So it's like educational classrooms of today. Um, but and it started with kindergarten and moved up to third grade and they've stopped. And so the expanded piece is anyone who's done it in the past or anyone who wants to design a classroom for today's learners and for tomorrow's learners um, can apply. And um, my teaching partner and I both applied separately, but together um, to kind of rethink what our classroom looks like and what it should look like for the kids that we have. And um we were both accepted. And so now we're in the proposal phase where we're talking about what types of technologies and f- flexible seating we want in our classroom um, and what that could look like and how it's going to c- help create a student-centered um, environment where kids take ownership of their instruction and have some agency in, in how they you know, interact in the classroom, not only with each other, and the learning and the materials, but just kind of um, the environment 
overall. And so super excited for that. We're meeting with the assistant director of technology um, sometime soon to kind of talk over our proposal. And uh, yeah, so super duper excited about that. And like I said, we're in the planning phases. So it's kind of like create your Christmas list and Santa will bring you what he can. And um, like, that's where we're at. So if you could create your own classroom like that, or like AJ for you, like if you could support teachers in that kind of design, that kind of Mm -hmm. classroom design, what would that look Mm -hmm. like? There's so many things. There's so, there's so many things. Like what are, what kind of classroom is it? So right now we can't do anything with the actual physical space because it's the four walls or the four walls. But we can uh, do yeah. anything we want with the f- space inside of it. So it could be. Budget? We don't know what the budget is, so I will over ask and anticipate things that are going to be like. So it, it, first, can you, though. Wait, hold, hold what on. Can they do say no? They might. Yes, but that's. <laughs> So you're 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 asked to design. Give me your ideal classroom. Mm-hmm. There's no budget, but when I ask you for this and I give you all my things, sorry, this out of our budget. So you're asking for whatever you want to, but with no parameters. Yeah, it's so been like, kind of tricky. so like you can go crazy. Like give me the whiteboard, give me the surround sound, give me these desks with wheels, give me the chairs that that go back, give me this, this. Okay, here's your whiteboard. No, I don't think it's going to be like that. And everything has to have a purpose, right? So it can't be like, give me beanbag chairs, give me like... You don't need that stuff anymore. That's no, and and I don't that want... But let, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not that. It's like, all right, you want wobble chairs? Why do you want wobble chairs? Well, because of wobble, the 21... Wobble, baby, kids, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble. Of the 21 <laughs> okay. kids that sit in front of me, like five of them could really use wobble chairs. We're going to ask for six just in case somebody else wants to also use that, right? Yes, whiteboard desk, oh. for sure. That's... Okay. Can hold off on that for one second. Can I can I tell you why? Because this is from experience of a guy who had whiteboard desks. Tell me. They're awful. All right. Tell me why. Two Go reasons. Ahead. Two reasons. One, kids put their stuff down on the whiteboard desks, scratch the desks, it's ruined. Two, okay. if anybody comes and cleans it with inappropriate cleaner, the desk will never be able to erase again. Good point. So we're not looking for desks. We're actually looking for tables that kind of move around and fit together in different Mm -hmm. ways our kids utilize that type of situation out in the out in our common area and that's Mm -hmm. been really lovely um so we want some of that not all of that right and we want um we want other flexible arrangements in the classroom because you know we have kids that would be better working by themselves we have kids who would probably be better off working in groups of three or four and we want kids to be able to come together and move apart as needed um the tables that we have out in the hallway are whiteboard surfaces, but they're not on wheels. So like that right there is I want something that kids can be independent and in moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have to be something um, that they can can do independently because we don't want to be the designers of the room. We want the room to be flexible for whatever the learning situation is that, that, that we're in. Okay. I have a question for you, Stace. Go for it. In... <clears throat> Putting together your proposal mm-hmm. first, is this a wish list that could be fulfilled this school year? That's my first question. Yes. Okay. The sooner the better. The sooner we get our wish list put together and have that meeting, the sooner they can actually get to it. Okay. In what you're thinking about, and you you said you and your co-teacher both kind of got accepted and you're doing it. So as you plan this and as you're putting this together, are you thinking – specifically to this year's 21 students or do you also think about or have you thought about you'd still have all this stuff in subsequent school years so do you have to keep it 
more generic? Like, what do you think would work with any group of 21 to 25 fifth graders? Or are you only tailoring it to this group of kids? So it would definitely be tailored to this group of kids and beyond, right? Um, But also with the caveat that right now I have a co-teacher and next year I might, right? Like last year I had a different co-teacher and the year before I didn't have a co-teacher at all. So we've already asked some of the questions of what happens if we separate. Um, What does that look like if, you know, she has half the materials and the idea is that they have money for years in the future. So if there are circumstances where either of us finds this like not in the same situation, then arrangements can be made. So it wouldn't be like, oh, now I'm out like a standing desk and like two movable tables because that's what Molly put on our list. But it would be right. Like, well, that can be added on to. Okay. And there's technology that we're asking for. And so like, it's just a, like we really want it to be a space mm-hmm. where collaboration is key, where kids can feel that they can be creative, that they can, you know, really share their thinking in new ways. And so that's what we're looking for. My my last question, based on how you're talking, would be, is what you're requesting and planning and thinking about, do you base this on current pandemic COVID protocols or are you looking past COVID pandemic to like classroom is back to normal. Kids can be near each. Like how are you, how does that affect us? It, it's for past because even if they couldn't use, like say we had like collaborative work tables or whatever, they might not be able to use it this year, but if they order it this year with the way the supply chain is and the way things have been coming into schools very slowly, that wouldn't necessarily be the concern. We have all the desks we need. So if we couldn't use the tables this year, we could possibly use them next year. Fingers crossed. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I love the idea of the, it sounds like you want to get some desks that almost fit together like puzzle pieces. Yeah. Are they on wheels? Yep. They'd have to be on wheels. Nice. I love the wheel. I have wheelie desks in one of my classrooms and I mean, they don't really fit together, but you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. I, I love them. Other teachers can't stand desks on wheels, but I'm a teacher of a different color. Yeah. And I get it. Like, so I'm looking at like what um, Fonz and Dave are saying and like in the end, the lesson deliver in the end, the lesson delivers what matters the most. And, and, and Dave said, I can't, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And um, I also couldn't agree more. Like in the wrong hands, any tool is just a tool. Mm. Right. So, um, you know, I think part of it is that there's a plan for the tools and mm. it's not just the tool for the tool's sake, because we wouldn't, we wouldn't have been accepted. Do you know what I mean? I think um, because Molly and I are who we are. I mean, we had to go through a whole application process. Now we have to go through a second round of proposals and then we have to meet and talk about what it all means. It's not like, and I want this and I want this and I want this. And someone gave me an Amazon gift card and said, go nuts. Like that's not how this process is going. Um, One of the really cool things is there are three other teachers in my building and um, like probably a hundred other teachers district wide who are doing this. A hundred might be a little high, but I don't know. I it's I don't really care how many other teachers are doing it. What's cool is we've already met as a group once to talk about just different things and and go through like the introduction to the process. And then in my building, um, we've met several times with our admin, with our teacher resource specialists, our coaches and stuff, just to have the conversations and kind of get the ball rolling as to what it means and why it's important. And like you said, it's not a beanbag chair just because beanbag chairs are or were trendy and like cool. 
but it's like, what types of flexible seatings suit kids, right? In our classroom, our kids like the wobble chairs. We have one who has one. It's his only chair. He has another chair that he has a seat sack on, but it's nothing like that. He, I haven't seen him sit in it since he was outfitted with the wobble chair, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. ha- for how many other kids is the ability to move going to be helpful, right? We, I, I myself, you guys know, I'm, I'm pretty high energy. Um, and, and the need to fidget is something that's important for me. Like we're not looking to buy fidgets, right? But like a lot of our kids, especially because it's an inclusion classroom, have different needs. You know, um, if they sit on a cushion chair, what does that look like? And, you know, what other things can we get? What other ways can we have our kids working together so that it's not like everyone sitting on the floor all the time that we're doing collaborative work? Like that's tedious. It's not conducive. But then again, you know, part of what we were asked to look at too is, you know, for for over a year, kids were at home mm-hmm. with all kinds of flexible seating and all kinds of different collaboration and work environments. And how much of that can we adopt and bring into our classrooms and have it be something that um, bleeds into the four walls of a physical classroom, making it an environment that feels as comfortable as it, as it felt at home, but also has more of the academic advantage that some kids needed with the constraints of, of being in front of a classroom like or in front of a teacher or with other kids. So uh, of everything you're proposing, Stacey, what is the number one item that you want that you need? Okay. So the original EDCOT program, and I'm just going to call it what it is, right? Um, at the at the younger level has a huge monitor. It's not any kind of Promethean board. It's not a white, it's not a smart board or anything like that. It's just a huge monitor where the, and each kid is outfitted with a stay in school iPad, um, and that whiteboard or that monitor allows it to be like they can airdrop so the kids can share and collaborate that way. So what we're looking for is, you know, kind of similar, like a very large primary monitor and at least two smaller monitors that would be mounted in other locations throughout the room so that kids aren't looking at the small screen that is the Chromebook, right? They can be casting or airplaying to a bigger screen. And now like you have three hubs in the room. Um, and then if you don't need that technology, there are other places in the room where you can work. Right. And because there are two of us, we could also leverage that where like, I could be teaching something on one monitor. My co-teacher could be teaching something on a, on a different monitor and independently kids can be working collaboratively. And right. So the smaller, the so it's just like, that to me would be a great starting point in addition to some type of like modified seating, because I think um, I would like to get away from the idea of desks, right? Like Molly and I, my co-teacher and I both have standing desks in the room. Mine is like one of the ones that goes on top, um, but it's, it's, you know, it's pretty sturdy and she has one that's on hydraulics. So like (laughs) she got it from her mom. Yeah. It goes up and down. It's awesome. Um, But it's just music playing. What's that? So it must look cool when the music's playing. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just neat. And the kids are like, oh, you guys have standing desks. That's so nice. Like, I wish I could stand, you know? And two years ago, I had a kid who never sat. And like, wouldn't it have been nice for him to have a, a flat surface that he could stand at and do work at, right? So it's like with all those kids in mind, all those kids who have needs that go beyond sitting in, you know, a four-leg desk with a four-leg chair, with like a bin underneath it. I'm not saying that those aren't good tools. I'm saying that there's more out there that kids 
are used to. You know, they're mm-hmm. used to lying on the floor and and doing whatever. So anyway, That's but that would stuff. be my, that would be my number one. Nice, I like that. But part with that, me, we also ask for iPads and stuff like that too. Part of me was thinking there, there's a theme song that that goes with that that idea and that whole conversation. Are we going? Kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I might have to you know bring you on for your fourth appearance and no, talk I think about- it would be my third. Third? I don't know. I don't know. It's been too long. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I'm excited. So hopefully we'll meet with him. Um, we'll have some time before Thanksgiving to get the ball rolling. And and this is ultimately funded by the district or you, you mentioned there's an organization you mentioned. What is that organization again? No. So the program is called EDCOT and it's just like um, education of today, like educational classrooms of today. Um, okay. And I was a tech coach when that started at the, like at the lower elementary level. And it's just the program. It's just like, you know, like you pilot something like the younger. Is this a your district thing or is, okay. So this is like a little fancy name for, okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We came up with it together. Like we were thinking Epcot. Edcot. Edcot. Okay. Cool. Um, Well, I, I don't have nearly as exciting stuff to share in terms of what I'm trying to do in my classroom. That's, innovative and you know different than years past um i i just you know I'm, I'm always just trying to you know try new things this year and in world history i'm working with a revised curriculum for again ninth grade world history so i I'm, i don't want to say i'm disadvantaged but i'm supporting my student teacher so i don't have that in the forefront role in the classroom at this point in the school year slash his student teaching experience so I'm more like co-teacher, support him, all eyes are on him. I still have a presence in the classroom. Um, but a lot of the conversations he and I have, you know, I look at what we're, what he's doing and planning and how I can make improvements or revisions and reflect on it, you know, going into next school year when I hit these same points in the curriculum and e- even how he, how he thinks about lesson planning how that's going to impact me when he's gone, you know, and how I still want the class to continue to operate and not be, you know, a a shock to their system when he's no longer there. Uh, Because I did the same thing again, where we didn't tell the kids he's a student teacher and we'll eventually get to the point where we say he's not going to be back anymore. So there's always that fun part to look forward to. Some things I like to do. You didn't, you didn't tell them? No. I didn't do that why? with the last student teacher either. But why not? Because I don't want them to see this person as potentially not a teacher or someone who isn't quite a teacher. So I want that person, any student teacher I ever have, to always have the students respect and have that person be seen as a full member of the classroom. And you don't think that they look at him and they're like, this guy's like five years older than we are, if he's lucky? No. Com- <laughs> He does not look like he looks like he's five years older than me. <laughs> um, we had parent teacher conferences and we were talking with a mother and, and the daughter was there. And, you know, the daughter, she, she's one of the, the better students I have in, in the whole group this year of the six classes. And something came up in the conversation. I said to the mother, you know, I'm 40. And she goes, hold on, Mr. Nessie, wait a minute. You're 40. And I was like, do I look? She goes, no, you look great for 40. And then my student teacher goes, well, how old do I look? And she looks at him and she's like, 
well, how old are you? Because you don't look so hot. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. no. Yikes. So, I mean, we both do bald and glasses, but he's, uh, I got to bring him on here one of these Sundays just to have you guys. Yeah, we have the last guy on. Yeah, Luke, who Luke. I actually found out, Luke, the student teacher, doesn't work in education. Not my fault. <laughs> I no, we I I gotta you know like find out when people's birthdays are. So we were on prep, and me and my former in class support teacher Brian, who we worked with, Luke the student teacher. So I was like, oh, it's Luke's birthday. Let's call him. So I get him on speakerphone. He's like, hey, and we're talking. He has no idea who we are, and I'm like, you really can't tell who it is based on the sound of my voice. And he's like, is this Nessie? I'm like, yeah. Did we catch you at a bad time? You between classes? We just want to call and wish you happy birthday. He's like, well, I'm at work, but but I'm not. I, I don't work in a school right now. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, happy birthday, and we'll have to catch up and get a whole story. So, to which we hung up the phone, and I looked at my student teacher, and I said, this is not indication of your future. You you will be successful. Trust me. Well, Luke could be very successful. Maybe he's just doing something else. Yeah. I, uh, who knows? We we will certainly certainly find out AJ's not in the classroom anymore i consider him successful i just love the fact that you called him and he had no idea who it was so your (laughs) number is not in his phone anymore that is just hilarious i didn't even think about that no time out when i hold on no 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 hey buddy when i called him good to hear from you i i have google voice and that's the number that i give to people but in the faculty workroom I don't get the right service. So I know when I called him, my actual cell phone number came up, not the Google voice number, which is a different number than he would have had. So shut you your hole, AJ. Your, wait, no, wait. I need to understand this too. Your student teacher ahead. didn't have your real number? You two don't have my real number. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I so. I know I do because I, I iPhone you. If it wasn't, it, I, I, I think iPhone comes to my email, but the yeah. iMessages. No, 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 no. 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 Okay. Because I have oh. FaceTimed with you and the reactions are only available on iPhone, not through Google Voice. Oh, okay. Well, off air, you'll have to tell me what you think my actual cell phone number is. And I'll but wait, is it weird right. that we would even have your phone number? Like, why are you trying to make it so yeah, right? weird? Seriously. Why is this so shady? What do you mean? Well, cell phones come and go, but my Google Voice number will always be the same. I've had my same phone number for over 20 years. Just saying. Oh, oh, hold on. Somebody's FaceTiming me. <laughs> what? There you go. There's the iPhone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I love that number. Good job, Fonz. There you go. Is it 8675309? I wish it was. I'd get so many more phone calls. And I like to talk on the phone. One day, I got to tell you guys maybe offline a funny story about me doing something on the phone. Um, but before that, uh, let's give a quick shout out to this episode's sponsor, and that is StreamYard. StreamYard is a live streaming studio in your browser. It's how we stream Podcast PD to you since we started live streaming over a year ago. StreamYard lets us interview guests, take phone calls, which we will do momentarily. We've got a caller waiting. With StreamYard, we stream directly to YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. AJ doesn't know why we stream to Twitch, but we can, so we do. You can also live stream to Facebook and LinkedIn. You can do it all simultaneously. To learn more, please use our link, podcastpd.com slash StreamYard. And thank you to StreamYard for sponsoring Podcast PD. All thank right. you, StreamYard. We love you, StreamYard. We got to get one of them. StreamYard has this cool duck mascot, which you all can see at the top of the screen. 
they put them on pillows and they get plushes. I got to reach out to our StreamYard contact and see if we can get yeah. some some swag. We love, we, love, your bed. we love their support. Yeah, throw a StreamYard pillow on on the on the bed, and uh, we love their support. Give us some free stuff. Yeah. Speaking of support and free stuff. nice backgrounds, let's Somebody welcome back to Podcast PD. Somebody who loves StreamYard, <laughs> the Fonz. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. With the blue light. He's like battling. He's battling Dave Friend Joseph for fourth guest, uh, fourth host. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. No, actually, I, I haven't seen you guys in a long time, and you know, I kind of miss it. And Fonz has been like three weeks. I know. <laughs> but I, I missed the last one. Yeah, but it's like you know, it's, you guys are cool. But then you had. Uh, uh, Daniel on and uh, Daniel Bauer, man, that guy is awesome. I was like, I'm so glad I got to hear that show. I got to connect with him, ordered his book and, you know, and everything. And he's so great. Like, you know, you got me listening to his podcast and everything. So anyway, just big shout out to y'all. And Stacey, it's also, thank you so much for sharing what you're doing. You know, I, I know I came off my, I was like, oh, I hope she doesn't think like I'm just telling like knocking her down or anything. But, you know, it just sometimes, you know, like you said, and you mentioned it perfectly, or you said it perfectly. Sometimes you can put a good tool with a bad teacher and, and you know, people think like, oh, yeah, this tool is going to fix everything. But it, it just depends on lesson delivery and everything. And so it's awesome. But I did tag you on a tweet on how I see your classroom with the little mini screens and separate little hubs that students can go to and project on that little screen as they're working together collaboratively <laughs> in their spaces. So that's really cool. And. I want to hear AJ's innovative ideas too that he's been doing this year. I wanted to see him smile, my boy AJ. Much love. There you go. Thanks, Fonz. Appreciate it. Um, I I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. I'm like struggling with innovative ideas. That's why when Stacy asked that question, I was like deer in headlights. I didn't ask that question. Chris asked. I'm that so, question. sorry, Chris. I'm glad I'm glad you went, Stacy. Is what I should have said. Um, when you when you shared your innovation, I I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of struggling in a way to be innovative. I, I think very simply in my role right now, I don't want to do too much, if that makes sense. Uh, with all the state things that are put in place, like here in New Jersey, just getting started. Um, oh, this is the tweet that Fonz tagged you in, Stace. I know, I'm looking this, at it now. Yeah, it's an example of a classroom. It's pretty cool. Those sliding doors. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> Sorry, I physical get... space. Can't change take the kids out to the patio. <laughs> right. That's really cool. Go ahead, AJ. I'm sorry. No, right. it's cool. It's cool. I just, again, like just looking at this year, like for the state, we had Start Strong testing. We had COGAT testing. We had SEL things to do uh, with students, uh, youth mental health and first aid. We've had uh, different SEL things to do to help students kind of, so we can identify students, make sure they're on the right track. I feel like September and October have been strictly uh, blown up for our teachers that they've been struggling doing that and grading and teaching and doing progress reports and finishing up the quarter and getting back into school. It's been a whirlwind for teachers. So I really haven't been too innovative in trying to push too many things because it, it, it's just been too hectic. Uh, going forward, I have things that I want to do. And now that I'm starting observations, I was waiting. I didn't want to do any observations in October because I didn't want teachers to feel like there was something else. So now that it's November, now that all those things are behind us, I'm starting my observations um, this week, this coming week. So I'm going to be able to get in classrooms and really start now talking about the things I want to see happening and how we can get students more involved in class and more engaged and make it a more interactive classroom. 
So, um, so going forward, I want to be more innovative and I have ideas, but I don't really know the direction I'm going in just yet, if that makes sense. Can I just say how innovative it is that you were waiting till November to do freaking observations? Because like, Why? I know, because in my district, like I want to, so we work on trimesters at the elementary level, but regardless of that, um, there are deadlines for like when the first observation has yeah. to be done versus right. the second ver- and like, it's just nice that you're like, we'll get there when we get there and you need this now. And I'm going to honor that. And I'm not going to like put you in a pressure cooker for all of these things. And then add in one more ingredient and kind of wait till it all blows up. Right. Like, it's just kind of nice that like, you know, November's a mess already with its, yep. but it's a calmer mess in some ways. Right. And so that's, right. a, it's like a gift. So I mm-hmm. just want to say like, that's, like being a teacher who hates observations, loathes them so much that I've opted out of the observation process and I do something different. Like, it's just nice. Like, I think, I don't think you realize how nice it is that you're waiting until November. Yeah, I, I kind of understand that. But at the same point, like now I'm, I'm a little behind. <laughs> so I, I got to put myself in gear now. But I know I understand because it's, it's difficult. The start of the year has just been too crazy. Yeah, we had all of those things and you forgot about like Red Ribbon Week and, you know, your HIV assembly that you have to have with your kids. And it's like a hundred things. So Mm -hmm. kudos to you. Your teachers are lucky. Thank you. Well, I'm going to ask you this, AJ. You got this list of things you'd like to do that are innovative. What's one thing that you would consider doing or you'd like to do? I mean, I don't know how innovative what I'm thinking is. I'm really looking at like a lens of discipline. I'm really looking at like building their relationship in a community in a school, you know, just like bringing bringing forth that that PBIS and and those restorative practices. It's not innovative. It's just it's just better managing of the day. So I don't know about innovation. I don't know. Like I'm not looking to bring in new technology right now. I'm not looking to bring in like new ways of teaching. I'm just looking to have everybody just kind of level up, if that makes sense. That that's innovative. You know, uh, innovation doesn't mean gadgets and devices and, you know, you remember the old slogan on NBC, if you haven't seen, you know, it's new to me, like for reruns and stuff, whatever, I don't Mm -hmm. know, you know, so you want to revamp and play a role in some of this discipline stuff, some of the behavior in in these grade levels. And if it's not something they've ever done before, that's innovative to to your population and, and these teachers and these students. So. Don't sell it short. I kind of want to see where it goes. I guess that's why I'm selling it short. We'll see. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> no. but, but just, Sorry, Pong. It's, no. not, it's 930 on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, man. I know you've got a lot of stuff going on and that that admin life. You know, I, I applaud you. Like I said, I think going like what Stacey was saying. It's been a whirlwind. I mean, everything you guys described that you're doing over there, you know, with the tests and everything, I think it's everything that's going on everywhere. And and it just seems like teachers are just, you know, getting stuff on and on and on and on and so on. So just waiting just for everything to kind of calm down a bit, you know, might be just a very innovative idea, you know, as far as what you're doing, just giving them their space for a little bit, just making sure they're still, you know, within, you know, doing what they need to do and obviously you know with new teachers and mentoring and setting up all that stuff too i'm sure that you've got your hands full on that so kudos to you and administration you know because it's not easy what you do and you know it's a there's a balance there and so keep up the great work man and again it's just like chris said i agree with him it's just 
new thoughts, new methods, new ideas, man. That doesn't you don't have to, you know, go far out to be innovative, man. Just just be yourself, dude. That's it. That just be yourself. Oh, I think you. that's innovative. People being themselves. <laughs> Well, in yes, some sir. cases, in some cases, yeah, we might need right. to be careful in some others. All right, Fonz, since you called in, we're talking about being innovative and innovating in education. And Stacy shared some great stuff. Uh, what's going on in your world? Sure. Well, I mean, just I, I wanted to just chime in a little bit on that innovative stuff. As far as for me, you know, in our school district, it's it's I've been just le- keep giving the teachers space, you know, and I think like I'm, I'm with AJ there as far as not dumping so much tech on them. And I think just from the very beginning is just being able to establish just four to five platforms that we standardize on. And of course, you've got those teachers that are very innovative that can go outside the box and really bring that in. But as far as other teachers, I just say, you know what, just keep it simple because, again, you don't want to overwhelm them. Uh, like Stacy mentioned, she's getting some new platforms for math. You know, we have all our platforms digitized. A lot of the teachers, we have so many new teachers that are still learning those platforms. So it's all about catching them up. And then, of course, the ones that feel comfortable with it, kind of run with it, roll with it, dive in it a little deeper. And then you've got those other teachers that are way ahead that are just bringing some other stuff in. So it's a matter of now me observing which teachers are where, getting them to where they need to be, but also leveraging the power of those teachers that are way ahead and bringing them and saying, hey, can you help? Like, this is an extension. I mean, there's 14 schools. There's two of us now. So I have a colleague now that uh, you know, that I work with. So, which is great. We've got a lot more reach, but, you know, and, but also right now, even just trying to get into schools because everybody's at the schools. Now you've got the content, especially we just had our DPAs or data point assessments. So now it's like, they're targeting the schools, the teachers, like what's going on. And then it's kind of like, well, don't go to the school unless you really have a reason to. So it's kind of like, they're kind of telling you like, Hey man, just chill out. Don't go out there. But I mean, I need to be out there to see what's happening and going on and things of that sort. So it's kind of like really looking for those teachers to help be that extension within those schools to help get that message out and get those ideas out and so on. And so kind of I've been working through the content specialists now and sharing with them like, hey, share this with them, share that with them, add that additional layer to your math content, add that additional layer to your ELA that additional just and they're little tech things like not nothing that's major but things that's that are going to save them some time so that's an innovative way to kind of multiply ourselves and multiply our department into the various buildings so that's that's what's been going on this year as far as the, the innovative part so it's been great thank you for sharing that Fonz. and of course you are the host of my ed tech life the podcast what's going on uh any interesting recent guests? What's going on on the podcast? What do you got coming up? Please give us a little bit of insight into what's going on with my ed tech life. Thank you for asking about the show, Chris. I really appreciate y'all. Um, I'm coming up on show 100 oh. and I am excited about that. Show 100 will be on December 8th. It will be a live show and I am so excited for the guest that I am getting. It's been uh, like, I just can't believe, first of all, that they're that approachable and they're really cool and, and just really awesome. So I'm really excited that I'm going to have George Chorus on the show. Hey. It's the 100th episode. 
So, um, but yeah, just had an episode of Saturday with Bobby Carlton talking about ARBR and its implications, you know, now with all the craziness with uh, Facebook uh, saying like, oh yeah, we're meta now and putting their flag down into the metaverse and saying like, yeah, we're it, but really metaverse has been on there for, been in existence for a long time. So that's one of my passions there as far as ARBR, but now we've got some other shows that will be coming up. We've got Daphne McMenemy. Uh, from Codebreaker, we're talking about coding with Kinder and the lower grade levels. And oh my gosh, she does so such great work with the little kiddos. We've got Katie Novak that'll be coming up talking about UDL. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Charles Williams, you know, talking about principalships, administrators, things of that sort. And then of course uh, the big show coming up also with George Curras. We've got Josh Buckley, who's uh, from Punk Rock Classrooms, mm-hmm. administrator in Mesa, who's going to be on too as well. And so it's been going great, uh, a lot of great shows. And uh, I've just been thinking a lot about this because I was like, I was the other day, I was like, you know, my tech life, I was like, right now, I, I'm just kind of all over the place as far as topics, because it's a lot of stuff out there that really interests me and that I really want to get to know more about. And so sometimes I think I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, maybe I just picked the wrong name for my podcast or something, because I was like, it's not all about tech but it's my ed tech life and what I'm interested in. But uh, so I was just thinking about that uh, lately, but <clears throat> anyway, I don't know. I'm just still thinking of ideas out there, but um, I, again, right now I'm looking into a lot of leadership, uh, a lot of people, guests that are administrators, because I think it's very easy that a lot of teachers can, we can armchair, be armchair quarterbacks or Monday morning quarterbacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think like, Oh, I can do a better job, but, once you actually see what they're doing and what they're in charge of, sometimes I'm like, man, you know, I am so sorry for thinking this way. And I am so sorry for my mind, you know, seeing things in a different light because each one has different responsibilities and different things. And so I'm just really diving in more into the leadership roles and mentoring, learning a little bit more, like what makes some administrators stand out from others, what are what are the main things that I'm seeing? And, um, you know, just because I want peace of mind too for my teachers and our teachers and just to be able to learn more about that and maybe in the future be an administrator. I don't know. So we'll see. But don't do a lot it. of great shows coming up. <laughs> hey, what was that? All right. Do you you heard do it, it here first. He's on the road to administratorship. Well, not not really, actually. It's I need to finish my doctorate first. It's it, you know, it's so funny that there are some jobs that require a principal certification, and I'm like, and I mean, and I get it. I mean, an admin, but so pretty much, I'm I'm the just the computer guy. You know, I'm kind of just pegged in there, and so I'm like, uh, but anyway, you know, I I get to have my opinions and everything out here on my show, and get to share that stuff over here with you guys too as well. So. That that kind of makes me feel like a little validated sometimes. Like, hey, somebody's listening and they get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> nice. And for anybody who is not listening to my EdTech Life, make sure you go to Fonz's website, myedtech.life. Make sure you follow him on the socials. He is at myedtechlife. Just about anywhere you could find somebody like the Fonz, a teacher, tech person. The, if you're looking for a computer guy. Go for it. <laughs> oh. If you're looking for a computer guy who has, uh, you know, some knowledge and does research and does follow others and is well versed in other areas in education, yeah, feel free to follow me. 
Also, mm-hmm. you, might, you might every once in a while find me on the EduPodNet Twitter, maybe. <laughs> yes, we're, yeah. we're, we're working out some uh, some kinks there. I have no idea what's <laughs> happening. I got to talk to the people. The people. <laughs> So I, I will get that fixed funds. Don't worry. You're not in trouble. Okay. Oh, yeah. Seriously. I, I, <laughs> message I is like, my, I'm not, uh, did I do something wrong? Am I, you know, I haven't oh. been appearing on the EDU Podnet Twitter account. I said, I'll look into it, but you're not in trouble. You're, yeah. you're it's all good. That was my message to him. I was like, Hey man, like, are we cool? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're cool. Thanks. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. Your call will be answered in the order in which it was received. <laughs> all right. Fonz, thanks for calling in. We appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Love you, Fonz. You're good, man. We'll talk soon. Good night, AJ. Good night, guys. No, I won't steal your thunder. <laughs> I won't steal your thunder. I'll see you but you know it. Bye-bye. But he knows it now. That's right. He knows it now. <laughs> All right. Before we get to what we're listening to, and Stacy has a podcast prepared. Podcast prepared. We want to take a moment and thank our awesome executive producers. So if you get value from Podcast PD, these conversations that we're having, and you've thought to yourself, how can I support these guys? Well, here's how you do it. Go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer, and you can support the show financially, which we would greatly appreciate. And as a thank you, uh, every executive producer will receive a Podcast PD sticker, a custom executive producer sticker. And if you support us on a yearly basis, we will send you the awesome sticker as well as a podcast PD mug and a podcast PD t-shirt. Not the one I'm wearing, but one that looks very much like it, possibly in a color of your choosing. So again, if you want to do that, go out to podcastpd.com slash executive producer. And thank you to our current executive producers, Mike Brilla, Stephanie Scrocky, and Sandy Hartman. Thank you so much. You make the show go. Ooh, ooh. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have what we're listening to. I got muted during that. So you are muting me. I knew it. All right. That was really cool. That was a cool feature. Um, yeah. So I um, am trying to branch out a little bit. And um, for a while there, I was tweeting every morning what I was listening to. And for the month of October, I was trying to like tweet about um, like Hispanic and Latina podcasts that I was listening or topics. And it's November and November is Native American Heritage Month. And one of the podcasts I'm listening to is called This Land. And so that is the information for season two. I'm not that far. I'm on like episode four or five of season one where they talk about... um, a murder that took place and whether or not the person who went to jail could go to jail because of who had jurisdiction in that area. So if it's tribal land, um, whether or not the, the, I think it was um, state of Oklahoma, I could be getting this very wrong, but um, it's just very interesting because it's, it's like history one oh one when it comes to native American tribes and information and history and, it's really interesting. The second season talks about Native American adoptions. Um, and both of these topics um, are or, or were recently Supreme Court cases. And so that is also really interesting. Um, I really like the Supreme Court and like following that information. 
Um, so this is just another way to do that. Um, so I highly recommend it. Um, I can tell you what episode I'm on. Uh, it's been a while. I, I haven't listened to it since last week, but it's, I really do enjoy it. I think it's a worthy listen. Um, you'll get a lot of information out of it. And uh, yeah, let me just find it. Sorry. I was not prepared for that part. <sighs> Let's see. I am on episode four. So episode four is called The Treaty. And it talks about how a Cherokee leader is murdered in 1839 for signing a treaty with the United States. Um, but the promise he died for was broken. Learn more. And um, yeah, like I said, it's a really cool history type podcast that has a lot of current implications. And um, yeah, it's a lot of the work that I'm trying to do this year mm. personally. Nice. And yeah, we will include a link to this in, uh, in the show notes, podcastpd.com slash one zero eight. And it looks like you can go to crooked. Is it crooked or crooked? Crooked. Crooked. Words are hard. Crooked.com. So we'll link directly to uh, this entire podcast series so that seems like something i would be interested in so i will definitely check that out uh stacy based on your listening does it have a place in the classroom for students yes it's clean it doesn't have so crooked media is the website that you're referencing they definitely have a political slant when it comes to their daily and their more regular podcast shows um, it's definitely not safe for school with the language that they use, but this one is, um, talks specifically about like the Supreme court case. Um, and, and it definitely has like a really interesting history slant. And it's funny cause my son who is taking is currently taking, um, a current issues class at the high school said, Oh, I've heard about this. I've heard about this case. And I was like, how? And he was like, probably from you. And like, because I listen to podcasts all the time, but he was like, it's just kind of cool. I was like, is this something you would bring up? And he was like, yeah, maybe when it's my next, when it's my turn next. So they talk a lot about a lot of different current issues and this is one of those things. So yeah. nice. Very cool. Uh, AJ has been muted because he's falling apart in, in his studio. <laughs> he will have to unmute himself because I helped I mean, him out. My freaking headphones are attached to my microphone. I turned my head to look out the window and the mic fell over. <laughs> hey, so uh, real quick, AJ, since we're getting near the end of the episode, uh, give us an update on the, the home improvement project. Are, are we back in the house? Where are you? Cause you're in like your fourth different studio in as many episodes. <laughs> Just making moves all over the place, man. We're on the right. We're on the right. Track. Say, that doesn't answer the question, buddy. We're on the right where, track. Where, where, where the hell are, are you? Track. I can't tell you that. I'm disclosed location. <laughs> all right. Can't tell you that. Okay. AJ, your Jets made it into um, some SNL skit this weekend. I thought oh. he was going to ask you about sports. Wonderful. <laughs> no. That's funny. Thanks for bringing them up. So, so happy. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> now I need to go look at this bit. Anyway. All right. So this has been episode 108. The, the last thing that I will uh, throw out here is if we aren't texting you, make sure you text us first. Text at podcast PD to eight one zero one zero because, like I like to say, we want to have a textual relationship with you, and that's powered by Remind. So we won't spam you. We'll respect your phone number, and if we send you something, well, it's important. So text at podcast PD to eight one zero one zero, and we will text you. And you could text us back. Life is good. It's the world we live in. Speaking of the world we live in. 
We got an extra hour of sleep. So Stacy, wave the wand. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. It's really like 1030 right now and everyone's tired. So say goodnight, AJ. Good night, AJ. Say goodnight, Christopher. Good night, Christopher. Good night, podcast PD. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at Podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag PodcastPD. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at Stacy Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.